going his on. His actual face? It's kind of like, it comes down like that. And I did. And <laughs> I told you our Bloody Marys are extravagant at work, right? So we sit the cheese up in a service well for them to come up. And normally they come up and they eat it. And I called him. I called him eating. I said, "You master splinter ass bitch." <laughs> Why do you keep perfect. doing that to me? Because Jesus Christ, the general manager was around, and he died laughing. It was the best oh. thing ever. You asshole. Moving on up. Yeah, yeah. Just kissing ass. It was dope. It was dope. Hey, Lola. So uh, yeah. So uh, is this diapers and haircuts? Is um, this diapers and haircuts. I guess it is. This, this is, is diapers and haircuts. haircuts. This is episode eleven. Eleven. This is this is uh uh hold on I, I pulled up some motherfuckers. I did. No, 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 wait, no, Kyrie? Is it Kyrie number eleven? Fuck no. What's Kyrie number? It's the Phil Sims. Fuck no. No, no. Was, was, Give me something better. No. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Actually no, out of respect for our guest, it's the Julian Edelman. <laughs> Who wait? He is number eleven. Yeah. Who was that? Julian Edelman is like the predecessor of Wes Welker for the Patriots. Yeah, man, he's a he's a utility. What I like to call him a utility tool. He's a he's, he's a, a utility he's tool. A fucking he does, athlete. He does everything. <laughs> he throws up on treadmills. He throws the ball. He, he, he runs plays the ball, for the New England Patriots. <laughs> he throws the ball. He catches it and he runs with that motherfucker. He is a unit. So. He is a slot wide receiver, which is now resurged in the league because like everybody wants to have. That short white guy to catch the ball. Really? That doesn't sound like the Cowboys had one for a, a good strategy while. that would play out <laughs> the way you just described it. Well, Wes Welker was a pioneer. He was. You was know, he? of the slot of the short. Yeah, He's a he pioneer of the Denver. short wide receiver. Yeah. All right, I can agree. And with you're that. right. He I fucked off. He Denver. fucked off to Denver, and I'm a little bit upset because I actually received, even though I'm obviously a. a Tom Brady fan. Uh, (laughs) As a birthday present a long time ago, I received a signed Welker jersey. And then uh, by the time I got to show it off, he fucked off to Denver. But also, if if you could blame him, he had a chance to win a Super Bowl with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, he had a chance to win a lot more Super Bowls with the Patriots. No, (laughs) No, he didn't because his fucking brain was fucking scrambled eggs. That's true. Damn. Exactly. So are we talking about Welker? Yeah, he under the the concussion protocol. Is he's like one of the poster children for that shit. Oh shit! There's <laughs> Junior Seau and then there's Wes Welker. Am I wrong? Well, that's a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little extreme, but okay. I see what you're so, saying, but I digress. So uh, can we, Mike, can we go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is is Mike Catchetall. I'm a, from Boston. Patriots fan, diehard, and uh, I now live in Bethesda, Maryland. I've been here for two and a half years, and I know Drew because he's an asshole. I like to drink. (laughs) Oh, there you go. And I met met him at a at a at a bar. He was he was a a bartender of mine that I became close with, and here I am now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, first I want to first I want to say I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. And um, being with the the diapers and haircuts team and. you know, and hopefully we have a good show with this. Wait, are we a team or are we a crew? I know it's the same thing. We're a crew, we have to we're a team, we're a bunch of diabolical motherfuckers <laughs> in our own individual <laughs> way. Am I part of the crew for, for this show? Yes, you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you Absolutely. are. Is Lola? Because she's been in my lap the whole time. Lola, Lola 
is a, is a, is a descendant of me. So she's a straight up degenerate. <laughs> Lola's thirdly, been on the show a look at times. that face. Lola's been on the show a couple times. How could you be mad at that face? Thirdly, thirdly, you are now a descendant of the diapers and haircuts group. Mm-hmm. You are. You pledge allegiance. All right. Oh. oh, wait, sorry. That's a little bit too strong. <laughs> let me back up. I just got here. Just <laughs> back up, sweetheart. Anyways, so let's uh let's jump into let's just jump into Mike. So Mike, so tell us, you know, like what do you do? You know? Um what what's yeah. your background, all that stuff? Yeah. My background, uh well currently uh, me and a business partner, we co-own a consulting, a boutique consulting firm, we would call it, where we focus on, uh, you know, growth strategy and uh, private equity for startups and small businesses. And specifically, as of the, uh, the current climate, as people might understand, uh, we have moved into the cannabis industry. So now we, we pretty much exclusively focus on cannabis, private equity. And, uh, and consulting for, for various uh, issues, whatever whatever cannabis companies need. We help them get through it. Um, and we focus, like I said, on, on uh, funding, finance, private equity, things like that. I got you. So for the sake of our uh, listeners who may not know big words, can you dumb down private equity? <laughs> private equity, okay. So we handle... Um, we handle a, a, a wide variety of, of things when it comes to finance in the cannabis industry. So uh, private equity specifically, we invest in companies that are looking to either grow or, or do something uh, with a cash infusion, um, whether that be for working capital, for growth capital, uh, operating expenses, whatever, they, whatever unique challenge that they're facing, um, we infuse them with, with cash. And that could either be well, we're talking about private equity. It would be equity. Basically, we give them cash and we take a piece of their company in mm. return for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, will do debt financing as well, which basically would be a loan. Right. right? right. So it's not always just taking ownership of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we do a combination of the two. Um, but we find out what it is that they're looking to do and what, what is best for their situation, depending on what their needs are. Mm-hmm. And, and we... Um, take that stance and then from there we'll either sit back and not do a goddamn thing and just hope that they oh you know give us a return on our investment or we'll help them you know or we'll we'll guide them through the process right because if we're going to invest money we want to make sure that we're going to get a return mm-hmm. on, on that money that we invest and so we're not in most cases we're not just going to leave you know we're not just going to give them money and sit back and, and just say good luck mm-hmm. because we want to make sure that they don't mess up um, yeah yeah so so we want to see that there's a good return and in other cases people just need an infusion of cash and they don't need our guidance and we'll make that determination you know before we give them the money right uh, and in those cases we'll sit back and just say okay well you know let's talk again in a few months we'll reassess and We'll start collecting we'll checks. Yeah. Got you. So how is the, I guess in, in your line of expertise, how is the cannabis industry in a DMV area, D.C. Mellon in Virginia? It's unique. It's it's not at all like, you know, Colorado or California or Washington State where those are the big players when you hear about cannabis in the United States. That's what people think about because the the industry in those states is robust. It's it's burgeoning it's it's insane you know yeah. you, you come around to the east coast and really anywhere on the east coast it's still kind of new um mostly medical 
Uh, people are trying to figure it out. States are trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, states know that they want to get in on the tax revenue that they could be getting, right? Um, and these companies are they're they're doing well because, and and dare I say, a lot of these people were just growers of cannabis and and have turned it into a business now that it's legal for them to do that as long as they can get a license. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not necessarily business people. Um, in, in every sense of the word, and, mm-hmm. and they and not only that, but they've had some unfair um, circumstances put against them. So uh, tax law, like they're not, they can't write off all the business expenses that a normal company can. Um, so yeah, when it comes to to uh, being taxed, that's a huge disadvantage for cannabis companies. And then also banking, obviously, uh, banking is next to non-existent for cannabis companies. So that's a huge disadvantage for them. And what we try to do is mm-hmm. overcome those obstacles by providing them services that that people don't know how to get. Gotcha. So in the DC area, so like what, what is the, well, DC, Maryland uh, and Virginia, what is the rule of thumb for those who partake? Like what, what is it that they can get away with legally and what they yeah. can get away? Virginia, uh, I wouldn't even, there's nothing, there's not really any case to be made in Virginia right now. It's still, it's still very, New. Young, they're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fucking Commonwealth state. <laughs> Man, Commonwealth, um, they 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 change them as they please. Yeah, laws. Yeah, um, Maryland. I would. I mean, personally, I, I live in Maryland, but but I would also suggest Maryland is the most favorable out of the DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only medically legal. It's not it's not adult use or recreational yet, like uh, DC is. But the problem with DC is that even though it's recreationally legal. You cannot sell. You can get it medically in D.C. You can have it in D.C., mm-hmm. but you cannot sell it. So what people do in D.C. So they just go to Maryland and get it? Well, no, because you can't cross state lines with it either, right? right. So, I mean, if you if you participate know, right? in the black market, literally anything is possible because that's what the black market is. Right. Um, so when you say, don't mean to cut you off, but when you say have it in D.C., what does that mean? So you can, that's a, that's a funny question. That's what people are trying to figure out. If you can't buy it in D.C., how, like how is one it. having it in DC? Yeah, in DC. Yeah. Uh, if it's not medical, it? so so you can gift it in DC, right? So what people are doing, they're opening like bed and breakfasts, or they're doing Airbnbs, and what you do, or or like t-shirt shops. There's a ton of t-shirt shops in DC. Well, you'll pay t-shirt yeah, you'll pay like eighty bucks for a t-shirt, right? Way overpriced, and you just uh, you get a gift of cannabis, <laughs> with it, right? Okay. And then you walk outside and you look at the trash can and it's full of t-shirts because no one no one went in to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Right? So <laughs> but it's Dude. Illegal, it's legal to gift it in DC. <laughs> right. You know? So it's it's kind of crazy. It's their own fault. You know, to DC's credit, they're they're trying to figure it out, but you know, DC brings you its own what? complications. It's not a state. It's got its own way of doing things. How could you be mad at that? I want to go find a t-shirt shop now. I can hear that. How, gonna, how could you be mad at that? I like, want to go buy me an yeah. $80, um, you know, This Is World shirt and call it a day. Yeah. Okay, question, right? So, these t-shirt shops, so they're allowed to have a certain amount or they can they can have as much as they want? Um, I am not in a position to comment on, on that specifically, but what I would say, um, so it's still medically legal to sell mm-hmm. in DC, right? Right. So, so if, if they have a medical license to sell then they don't have to get creative, mm. um, what you can do, I think it's like an ounce. You're allowed to possess an, an ounce, ounce right. in DC. 
So what they'll do is they'll just give either that or, or a portion of it as part of the gift, and, and maybe they give you an option of, of choosing that. I, I don't really know. I, I don't go to D.C. to do that. But, right, right, right. Um, but you can you go, and you just you buy what you're looking for, and, and you take it home. And then you can, you can have it, right, because it's not illegal to have it in D.C. The problem is, is that you can't smoke it in public. You have to be in a private home. That's the crazy part about yeah. it. So, so D.C. is they it's have to legal, but it's still illegal. It's mm-hmm. oh. it's, illegal, it's legal to have. Right. Is, is really what the bottom line is. It's legal to have. Um, and so beyond that, you have to figure out how to get it, basically. You got, right? you got to figure Which, out how to get it and where to smoke it. Yeah, and, and so so a private home is where you smoke it. But unfortunately, um, apartment buildings are not private yeah. homes yeah. in the eyes of D.C. when it comes to smoking yeah. cannabis. Right. So like if you live in an apartment building, I mean, a lot of people do it anyways. But, yeah, yeah. but if push came to shove and they wanted to prosecute you for it like that's not a place that you can smoke yeah they, so it's just it's complicated in so many that's so complicated many ways. so yeah. how do you can i ask you a question about jobs and marijuana mm-hmm. so it's um federally is it is it a state level legal right in the state of maryland but say you work in the state of maryland and uh and a job tests your drug test how do you feel about that for marijuana. I, well, me personally, I don't think drug testing for, for marijuana is effective. I don't, I don't see why they need to do it. I think it's just part of uh, cannabis being illegal historically. Um, so I can kind of piggyback in on this. So like from my beer repping jobs back in the day, um, when it first hit D.C. and it was leaving, I was at my distributor job. The distributor itself is a private business. Yeah. Right? So they make their own rules. Yeah. And they told us, they was like, yeah, yeah, it's legal. But we still won't piss test you, and it's against our bylaws. Yeah. So if you get yeah, caught same, within same your thing system, with my job. Yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that I'm, as I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, I'm a big proponent of the free market, and, and that's a, it's a private enterprise. They make the rules. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you can work with someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also just don't think there's any reason to test for cannabis. You, you know what I mean? I, it, I guess it's, it also depends on what the job is. Okay. Uh, That's true. You, you know what I mean? Like if you're a traveling salesman, uh, although there are advocates for, you know, you know, being high and driving might not be as bad as being under the influence of alcohol and driving. And, and there are arguments for and against. Yeah. But depending on the job description, you know, you need to be able to perform the duties you of your job safely yeah. and responsibly. And that's one thing. Right, and then, but there's also just the fact that if you're a private enterprise, you make the rules. You can do whatever you want. Going what back you, to a previous uh, conversation, it sounds like operating a heavy machinery to me. Carlos. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to get his. No, I just wanted to. Just, I just yeah. wanted to just bring that up, fucker. I feel like, you know, if you smoke weed, you should not. You shouldn't go to work high. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just making sure you that's keep just, it across the board. I, I don't, think there are there are cases for and against that. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to hear his. You know, yeah. take on the situation. There are you jobs. know, I just want to take a jab. Well, so. there are there are jobs like you know, if you're an accountant and say right. you have epilepsy and cannabis has has worked for you. I know a lot of people that this is the case. Right. Not necessarily I a, accountants. I have a very close friend. Yeah. That if you're not necessarily client facing or in a position where you're uh, driving anything or operating heavy machinery or anything like that, you just go to work. You sit at your computer and you do some do sort work. of data entry or you do something. But but cannabis is medicinal for you, mm-hmm. then who cares? Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's very much job specific. Okay. Alright. Alright. That's that's a lot to take in. Not that much. No, that's a lot a to bit. take in. 
It's it's a lot. I mean, just it's just it's just so tricky. It's so tricky. But the fact that you're able to be successful in it is is something beyond itself. You know what I mean? Like that dude, you have the you know, the the potential to be running a front runners in this one of these days. You know what I mean? And that's especially in this region. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing, man. And, and, and I hope, I wish and hope the best for all of that because that is amazing. So let me ask you another question, Mike. So for you and everything that you're doing right here now, is there any type of backing or anything that you guys are looking for? Or like if people who want to invest in you or is that a possibility or at all? Investing in my company? Yeah. Yeah, we have investors. Yeah, we, um, we take private money. Uh, which we also invest in things that we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it's it's an economy that kind of works both ways. We invest our money in people, and we also take investments from people that believe in what we're doing. Because what we're doing is a is a plethora of things, right? We mm-hmm. we do we consult companies, and we also do private equity. It's kind of two separate. We actually have two separate companies yeah. that we operate. Okay. We operate both of them in parallel. And, and so we will consult people that need consulting and that's kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. That's one revenue stream for us. And then we also make investments, um, you know, for the long term, for the short term, for passive income, uh, which people will invest in us because they believe in the return that we're going to generate from the investments that we also believe in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, people can invest in us. Can you do me a favor? Uh, break down the word passive income to our audience right quick and, and for them to understand what that really means. Yeah. Passive income. That's like... What did I think? What was it? Buffett said it was like the seventh wonder yeah, of the world, or exactly, whatever. If exactly. you can't figure out how to make money while you sleep, then you'll work till you die. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. passive income essentially is just being able to to make money without any additional effort. You do you either do one thing once, mm-hmm. and money continually pours in, um, or in some cases you have to continually you know add a little bit of effort throughout it. But essentially, it's it's a recurring revenue stream that comes in regardless of or independent of the amount of effort that you put into it. Absolutely. So the best example of passive income is owning a house that you rent to someone else. Absolutely. Right. So someone pays you rent, you bought the house and you bought it for a fixed price, yep. say a million dollars. Um, someone pays you rent every month and then at a certain point in time, you'll break even. And then after that, you're purely profiting off of the money that that person is paying to you in rent Absolutely. each month. Absolutely. So you can do that with investments, right? So yeah. one strategy we have is we, we invest in companies. Um, they will, uh, depending on how we structure the deal, mm-hmm. we will ask them for some sort of profit sharing, right? Whether we want a piece of their company for equity or we just want them to pay us you know, a certain payment at the end of each month, mm-hmm. we will structure those investments so that we will continue to get uh, a monthly income from all of our investments and we don't do anything with those companies. We just believe in what they're doing. We give them money for, uh, because they need that money for something, you know, whether it's for a piece of equipment or a new, a new space, anything like that. And uh, we'll just collect money at the end of the month. Absolutely. Nice. So get into something next. Um, more so you in your own consultant mind. And we all spoke about this prior to the show. Um, I really want to get into like investing, people saving money, and also people trying to start a business because like that's kind of the wave now. People work for their corporate America jobs, mm-hmm. kind of stocks and paper a little bit like that, and then they try to like create their own craft and try to find a market for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off, 
for somebody who actually has a capital and wants to invest in something like that or just invest period what are some avenues an investor should take sure well so first of all there's a huge distinction between when i talk about my company investing and what you are probably referring to about people investing right so there's there's investing in companies uh from a company standpoint Mm-hmm. And then there's an individual person who is just investing in the stock market. And, right. and those could be two completely different things. Um, but if you're asking about people, individuals investing in things like stocks, uh, bonds, ETFs, anything like that, it honestly, it boils down to, and you're going to hear this from probably anyone that you'd ask, it, it depends on your risk tolerance or right. where you are exactly. in life. Where you want to where you want to take the risk at. Um, how do you actually feel about the... The peer-to-peer lendings or the, the peer-to-peer lendings. Have you heard about those? Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot There's a lot of different things out there. Which which specifically? Well, you have you Prosper, you have LendingTree, you have um, those things like that for peer-to-peer lending. Yeah. As far as that. like, Do you feel like that's a risk that somebody with, you know, risk that somebody will willing to take? Yeah. Yeah. But, I, avenue? but like I said before, and, and I will always be a proponent for this, um... It, it, everything is a free market, right? So if you are in a position where you're finding it difficult to get a loan, but yet some company comes out of nowhere and magically they're willing to give you a bunch of money, right. there's probably a reason why they're doing that. And that is going to be either extremely high interest on your repayment. Well, I think you're talking about if somebody um, actually takes a loan out through LendingTree and stuff. Well, on the back end of LendingTree and Prosper, us as individuals can put our money into it for somebody to receive money. Oh, for you to be the lender. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think um, you'd have to evaluate the return. I, I, I've never really came across a service where I found it worthwhile yeah. to give a grand to some general pool where I don't really exactly. understand how it's going to be used because because the way those work, it's probably something like Fundrise, which is which is a uh, real estate ETF, a REIT. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're going to do is they're going to spread the risk out amongst a whole bunch of real estate properties so that if one goes down, their investors don't necessarily yeah. lose a ton of money. They lose a little bit, but they have a whole portfolio, so yeah. their, their investment stays secure. That's kind of probably how those companies do it. They spread your loan, not necessarily to one person, but to a whole group of people, mm-hmm. so that if one person fails you don't necessarily lose your investment. It's, it's not dependent on one person. It's dependent on the market. That's a safer way of doing it. I would, If I were to do that, I would prefer to do it that way. Right, right, right. Um, but what's the return? If I give 10 grand to LendingTree, what am I going to make back? Yeah. Am, am I going to make that 10 grand back? Yeah. Am I going to make more than my 10 grand back? And if that's the case, is it going to take 10 years? Well, yeah. I'm not most, waiting 10 years for some kid, most you know notes, what I mean, to do most, something with my money. I, I go through Prosper, and most notes through Prosper is um, three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm sitting at a 14% of annual return, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's good or bad in, in terms of your numbers. Okay. Um, How long I've have been, they been in business? Prosper, Linden Tree has been in business a lot longer than Prosper, um, kind of like an Uber and Lyft kind of, kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Prosper has been around since I want to say about 2011, mm-hmm. I want to say, okay. give or take. Okay. So, um, I don't know if that's a good return rate. Like I said, it's only this amount in there and it's... What was the rate? 14% that, you said? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. 14% I mean, that's, so that, that's, a, that's a rate of return that's 
bigger than the stock market, so you could literally invest in, in the market and, and you would beat that return. But what I question is, is that true? If they've been, have they been a lot around that long? I mean, eight years, okay. It's not really that long, right? Uh, you know, is that is that the true number? I would, there's a lot of due diligence that needs to happen. Absolutely, yeah. Particularly with these new things coming out. Um, you know, a new company pops up that, that was started at the end of last year and they say, that they can get you 20% year mm. over year. Well, where's the proof? Like, So nothing, you know nothing pretty much beats the stock market when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, no. I mean, there are plenty of things that beat the stock market for sure. Um, but it just depends on your risk tolerance. If you're, uh, you know, if you just bought a house or if you're married with a new kid, um, your risk tolerance is a lot different than a recent grad. Uh, when you're a recent grad, you can afford to take risks. You can invest. You can shoot for the sky. You can... Uh, you know what they call YOLO options. You yeah. can do you, you <laughs> can do whatever yourself. you want. Yeah, yeah. But Me? when things matter, oh. like having a kid, you want to make sure Jesus that you're not Christ. losing that money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mm, investing right now for me is would would be a struggle. Yeah, it it would definitely be a struggle. Also, let me preface: I am not qualified to give. Oh no 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 no! But it's I am not a financial advisor. Absolutely, but it's good, we were, you know, you know, to hear your insight on it. And what I just, you, what I just you wanted think. your thought process of it because yeah. you were talking about the investing and everything like that. That's all the reason I mm-hmm. asked you the questions. That's all. But my my what I focus on is investing in in companies. So um, the wait. next thing is we wanted to get into with you, Mike, um, opening the business because mm. I know this is something that you said you talked about with what you do with, with consulting and also in the cannabis industry and all that stuff. Yeah. So we're going to use JM Sense. JM Sense, Carlos's okay. Okay. baby, his, okay. his, his his candle. Ask away. So, so starting off, like, how do you? Um, oh shit! You just kind of put me do on you like may, may do you I like I, lemongrass? I love lemongrass. Here we go. He makes a mean lemongrass candle. Here we go. What color is it? We call it lavender. (laughs) (laughs) We call it lavender. He calls it lemongrass. Sounds I wish, if I'd known that this conversation was going to go this way, I would have definitely brought my samples here. All right. So, well, let me, if you don't mind, let me, let me give you the layup. All right. Um, So, Mike, so Carlos is, he has his business in his house. Yeah. And that's. About it, social media, business cards, that kind of thing. How does how does he get himself to a actual space to where JM there's a name JM Sense across sure across the door. Yeah. So do you I guess quote unquote do you manufacture in your house? I make my own candles. Yep, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, getting off the ground, it's it's a. Again, it's different for everybody, but I would say it's a matter of mindset. So the biggest thing, do you have a business plan? Like actually on paper? Yeah, on paper. Like the real thing. Do you have something written down? No. It could be it could be on a napkin. Anything. A goal. I have a I have a goal like written. Written on it like a chalkboard like or something. Where like where the business is gonna go. In, in one year, five years, ten years. How are you going to get there? What it means? Maybe not as detailed as yeah. it should be. So, to so, be honest, maybe not as detailed as yeah. it should be. So, so I would say, number one thing, number one place to start is business plan. A lot of people are scared of business plans because they think it's like a 20 or 50 page document. It doesn't have to be. It could be right. written on the back of a napkin like 
other agreements have been written on backs of napkins uh, as of recent. Um, (laughs) 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 Or, you know, it could be... It could be, you know, like a, a one-pager or a five-pager, and, and it just outlines where you are now, what your dream is, uh, where you want to be in a few years, and how you plan to get there, right? Okay. And there are there are very specific sets of um, data and information that, that go into that, and you can get that online. I can send it to you. Uh, but the most important thing is to have that written down, and I think there's a statistic somewhere about something like, you know, your... 10 times as likely to achieve your goals if they're written down somewhere. I think that came from New Year's resolutions somewhere, something like, something like that. Yeah, I mean, if New Year's resolutions never really work, but... Yeah, but but they're... I think the stat is like they're they're more likely to happen or you're more likely to stick to it if you have it written down and you... And so it's visualized and you hold yourself to it, right? Okay. This kind of the same can be applied to business plan, right? If you have a document... Mm-hmm. Um, versus not having a document and, and you keep that document with you or it's written on your chalkboard or it's posted on your wall, then you wake up every day and you see that and it reminds you that you have to hold yourself accountable to things that you have so, promised yourself and then you get that and you give it to other people and you make them hold you accountable to it, right? Mm-hmm. So number one, have, have a business plan. I think even more important after you have that business plan because it can be anything like a, a napkin or not, um, you have to realize it, right? So you have to make it real in some way. How would you go about making it real? Like, what, give me some examples of making it real. I'll, I'll give you the most real example I can think of. And that was when I started my business um, because I lost my job. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? So so it became extremely real. It, so my business partner and I, we, we started our business a couple of years ago. And we'd been doing it on the side and it never really grew. It was cool because we expanded our network and we made a little bit, of, a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a real lucrative thing until I lost the job that I, w- w- that was my primary oh. income. And so then, when you're trying to figure out um, how to eat, how to pay rent, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, you might be homeless at the end of the month. Uh, are you going to get kicked out of your building? The whole nine. Where am I going to live? Because I'm not from here. I don't know anybody here. Now it's extremely real and now you will do anything in your power to make money, right? You'll figure so it does out. Your, does your back have to essentially be against the well, wall in order for it to yeah, work out? Yeah, in, in a sense. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you need to be in that position that your back is against the wall in order to have the same feeling. But it's the, it's the feeling of having your back against the wall that makes it real for you. Yeah. You really have to realize that, that this is something that you have to there's do. There's no other way of yeah, going. If there's but. something you really want to do, then, then do it. Um, but if you, if you don't – here's the thing. If you don't give everything else up in pursuit of this, of this company and you expect other people to invest in your business, they're not – going to want to invest in your business because you haven't even invested in yourself, right? That's deep. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit deep, but it's it's very real, right? So you have to put some skin in the game and not having a paycheck is significant skin in the game, right? Okay. See, I'm so, not there yet. I still have my primary job and that's kind of, I guess that's kind of what the pitfall that I'm, I'm going through yeah. at this point. Well, I mean, me, me and Andrew, we told ourselves for, for years that we would, t- that this company was going to take off we both had our own jobs on the side, and mm-hmm. it was stagnant. It was stagnant right, right. For, for years. Um, and that's kind of where I feel like I'm at. I'm, I'm kind of stagnant and in the same order, same type of thing yeah. going on. 
And it's just almost essentially like a a side a side yeah. business. Because what does it even mean? Like you get you get what beer money at the end of the month, right? Like exactly. Like sneaker and, money, and is that, beer money, stuff is like that, that an intelligent return on your investment of of time and brain power and intelligence? Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where if you just gave everything else up um, and devoted 100 percent of your time to this venture, mm-hmm. you would probably make a lot more money. Fuck it, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> so, question. Now, disclaimer, I'm not qualified <laughs> <laughs> to give you that advice. It's just a recommendation. So, let me ask a question. So, for JM Sense, uh, for him to move out of his, his business, out of his house, into a space, mm-hmm. the first thing would be like, what, a business and an LLC and all that shit? Yeah, you have, yeah, you have to you incorporate, have to for sure. Incorporation is pretty cheap. A lot of people think that they have to pay LegalZoom, like $500, and you don't. It's like 250 bucks. You can do it yourself. It's really easy. Just to, an online application. These days, online, you can walk yourself through it. Mm-hmm. People will... I've actually rejected... People have asked to pay me to help them set up businesses, and I've said, no, mm-hmm. just log on and, and, and follow it. the steps. You don't right. have to pay me to do it. It's very easy to do it yourself. And I'll help you if you need to, but it wouldn't be... There would be no money in it for me. That's just not worth it. Um, you can do it yourself. You have to be incorporated. And you have to move out of your basement, right? For me, it's different. My, my apartment, my home is, is my office because I run a service business. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to come from a product manufacturing background. Um, before I went out on my own, I was in industrial automation. Um, I actually worked with several candle companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a different business. You can do it from your home if you're selling it on Etsy, right? That's right, right, that's right. something you can sell. Not not that not that it's a hobby, but mm-hmm. in Etsy's eyes, you can sell it as a hobby and you can make money on the side mm-hmm. with different tax implications. Um, you need to move into a space that's zoned industrial, right? And you need to create a manufacturing facility. You need to manufacture candles in industrial space and ship it from there, or you can use a contract manufacturer. There are people who make candles um, where you can prescribe to them your ingredients, your blends. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't just apply to candles. It applies to any product. Your specific blend or ingredients, which you can patent if, if, that's, if it applies to your business, yeah. and just put your label on it. They'll make it for you. They're called contract. Really? Yeah, they're called contract manufacturers. Okay. I do this now. I own a, a, I'm a partial owner of a CBD company where we don't manufacture our CBD. We pay a contract manufacturer to uh, manufacture it for us and we prescribe them the, the blend that we have created. We put our label on it, they make it, they ship it from their warehouse so we don't even touch so it. So you don't even code it. We don't even touch the product. No, it's drop shipped from wow. the manufacturer. Right? That, it, it literally takes up a lot of space having the wax, the, yeah. the, the scents, the soil. Pay someone else to do it. But is there a business model behind it to be able to pay somebody else to do it? But I got to jack my candles up to $20 a candle just to make sure I cover no, because the manufacturer? You, no, because you're buying, you're buying like 10,000 candles at like five cents a piece. Oh. When, you buy it, when you buy it in, bulk. in that quantity, yeah. right, the price goes way down. Right. And they hold them. Well, hopefully you can find someone that hold them for you. Otherwise, right, you right, do right. have to store them. It's not going to be my garage, motherfucker. No, 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 not even that. Yeah. So that's that's how you do it. You just you, you pay them to do it, you slap your label on it, and then it goes from there. All right, I got you. All right. All right, Drew? Oh, what you got for us today? Um, everybody knows that my favorite beer of all time is the Boulevard, the call-in, which is a double IPA. 
We're actually drinking it right now. We drank it all night long because that's just what I do. Um, but this beer of the week is from Boulevard as well. It's the Space Commander Cosmic IPA. So this beer is like a juicy hop, not as heavy of a, of a IPA bomb, but it's really good. Um, pretty much a intro to IPAs, hazy IPAs kind of thing. Um, this beer is going to come at you at 5.9%, so middle of the road, 50 IBUs, so not all the way hoppy or anything like that, just straight up, easy, porch rocker kind of thing. Um, the one thing about this beer is really cool is that um, you see a lot of beers now being centered to around, around movies and TV shows and shit like that, so like Oma Gang had their Game of Thrones line and all that stuff. This beer is now catered to the new Dark Phoenix movie that just released today. So, the X-Men movie, which is pretty dope. Um, it's a good beer, and it's also pretty good for Boulevard because they're known for the uh, Tank 7, which is their Saison. I really love them for the Colin, which is their double IP, which doesn't get that much justice, but it's really good stuff. Um, I'd pick this beer up, even if you can. It's just it's a rarity one-off. It'll probably never be around again after the movie leaves movie theaters or come to DVD and I like, that's about it. So I just, like the graphics on the beer. That's um, that's sweet because they got, if I'm going to assume that's Jean Grey. Yeah. On to the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. Um, this is a uh, 2006 Rosado Oscuro Rapper Leaf. This one is another Nicaraguan Puro. You've been noticing that a lot on, on the podcast. Nicaraguan Puros are... Um, cigars with the binder and filler all being from Nicaragua. So the inside of the cigar is all Nicaragua. You can't go wrong with it. Um, what I've come to notice that a lot of people like certain specific Nicaraguan locations as far as the inside of the wrapper and the binder. But for this one, I can't really dive deep on it and figure it out. But it's really good. Um, this one is a medium body. Um, it gives you... A profile that's salty, nutty, with notes of leather and wood. So, this one is like a rarity one-off. Mm. You can't really find it that much. The price varies a lot wherever you go. Can I keep this one? No, because I only have one of them. Fuck. But I can probably find another one for you, and then I'll give you that one. Because I got to smoke that one first. But, yeah. other than that, um, like I said, it's very hard to find. You got to go in, like, deep into cigar bars and lounges to try to find it, because... It's got to be the ones that's very um, dedicated to the Monte Cristo brand and all that stuff. Um, I can't wait to smoke it, and I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, call um, me, like, immediately after you fire this shit up. Will do. Other than that, that's it. That's your Beer and Cigar of the Week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Mike, give me a woo. Woo! There we go. <laughs> all right. Um, Sounds like a great spot. What we got next, Drew? Uh, next, um, we can get into, we'll get a little bit funny real quick. Um, I thought about this. I kind of heard this on the, uh, Ballheaded Brothers, but I wanted to just dive in on us. Oh, Did they have a second episode? They do. I didn't hear it yet. Okay. I put it in the group chat. I still didn't hear it, but. Okay. Just so you know. Um, your worst, <laughs> your worst ass whooping that you've ever gotten in your life. It could be from. A fight. It could be from your parents whooping your ass. I want to go last. It could be no. I'm going last. I thought we was just Mine doing discipline. Epic. It could be discipline. Well, because Mike's here, and you know Mike's going to be a little bit different because 
white privilege? No. Oh, Jesus. Shit. Damn. Hey. <laughs> we done got through all the formalities now and Shoot welcome the to the room. Haircut. I'm just saying. Um, well, Mike's is going to be military <laughs> base. Either way. But it could be anything, but pretty much the basis of this ass whooping is something that you'll never forget and you remember this shit like it happened to you yesterday. Oh, shit. I got one for you right now. I got, I got, oh. That's convenient. I got, <laughs> I got my one and only ass whooping, but yeah. So, well, you know what? Due to uh, privilege, Mike, you can have the floor first. <laughs> Mike. So I have to go first. Okay. Because you're the guest. Okay. Not because you're white. <laughs> I'm getting conflicting messages here. <laughs> uh, regardless, biggest ass whipping. I mean, I can't. So nothing tops my time in in officer candidate school for uh, the Marine Corps down in Quantico. Um, I, I even my mom, I think, would be jealous of the ass whooping. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That, Damn. A, that, that a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps would give me uh, and everyone uh, throughout that time. I. I mean. If you're looking for specifics, I don't even know. There's just ten, What's that ten weeks of of hell ass whooping. What's man? that one moment in the in, in the ten weeks is like the, oh shit. the one moment? I'll give you I'll give you kind of a funny story. So so as you know, because we go kind of way back now at this point, um, I got kicked out of the Marine Corps in the last week of officer school because I fractured both my legs. So but but I didn't I didn't get kicked out right on that very day, right? They they put me in the hospital and then gave me crutches, so two fractured legs. Oh, shit. And they don't give me a wheelchair, they give me crutches. <laughs> right? That's some oh. sick Marine Corps drill. <laughs> that is. <laughs> and, and then I have to hobble around base for three days before they finally kick me out and send me home. And the entire time, I have drill instructors um, ridiculing me for not using crutches properly. <laughs> 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 Uh, and and proceeding to to kick my ass, uh, and then I got to sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else work out while I sat on a on a stool carrying my uh, my crutches around. That's that's a that's a mental and a physical ass whooping. If, if, if I may ask, what were some of the things that they said to you? I, I oh, can neither confirm nor deny oh, anything that they said. God damn I, it! I All right, that's fine. That's fine, Marcel. Oh shit! This is short and sweet. I got choked out by my sister. What? That's awesome. Choked out. So what did you do? Paint was, us a picture. I was talking shit. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm taking a shower, and we're supposed to have been going. If I remember correctly, uh, we were supposed to have been going to some cookout, right? So she knocked on the door and was like, "Hey, hurry up! You know, we gotta leave." So I'm taking my time. I'm like, yeah, I'm washing up. Pretty much playing with the water and the shower and shit. I forgot how old I was. I was young. So she said, she opens the door and says, come on, we got to leave. I'm thinking that she closed the door. So I said, I don't care about going nowhere. She snatched that goddamn curtain back, grabbed me by my fucking neck. This is all while I'm buck ass necking in the fucking shower. How old were you? Choked the shit out of me. Oh, uh, what? Seven? Six, seven? <laughs> that was, dude, like, that was probably. Now, I've About gotten some ass beatings before. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten some ass beatings before, but that shit there, that, never again. I never disrespect my sister like that ever again. My turn? Yeah. 
All right, so let me paint y'all a picture. Let's All go, right. Picasso. So I'm in, I'm like 10 years old, right? Report cards come home. And I get my report card. Please don't tell me right? to try to change the grade. The report card was good. I want to know this shit. Until you get to the bottom line <laughs> under the teacher fucking comment. It literally says, Carlos talked too much in class. Right? That's it? That's, That's what it says. And he beat the shit out. And right next... Hold on. Let me finish the story. Let me finish the story. And right next to the teacher comment, it's a little signature line, right? So I take a black magic marker, right? Smart as shit. Take a black magic marker and draw a line over the part that says he talks too much in class, right? So I call my dad. Hey, dad, I got my report card. It's good. Yada, yada, yada. You know... And my dad, my dad comes home. He gets home before my mom. I don't know why, but this particular day he gets home before my mom. Oh, and by that time, and you realize hold on, you wait, wait, no, 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 wait. <laughs> my dad looks at the report card and was like, "Good job, son. You you did great. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. Right. So it's a little bit later on. It's about eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. I go ahead and get in the bath and shit. Mm. Mom's come home. Oh mm. shit. She actually reads it. Mom comes home and she reads the report card. We're like, yeah, that's a good report card. But why this black line here? She takes the report card and shines it over the light Ooh. to where the words shine through. And she could fucking read the fucking message. <laughs> My dad grabbed me, came upstairs while I was in the bath, grabbed me by one hand and the one arm and the belt in the other hand and wore my ass out while I was still fucking wet. You, mm. He made... You made him look like a fool. I, you know what? Because he, he probably said, oh, babe, you know, look, I lost his report cards and shit. Don't worry about he it. Didn't, he didn't question the random redaction <laughs> on the report card in elementary school. Oh, my God. I think... I think all uh, fathers, <laughs> not all, not all fathers, because don't pay attention most, to the fucking details. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't gonna say that. If you were a boy back then in that era, yeah, you have gotten your ass beat right in the tub because that happened to me before too. But that wasn't oh my worst my ass. Gosh, before. that's that's had to be like he was like. Because I made him look like an idiot in front of my mother, that mm. ass woman <laughs> was that much worse because I made him look like an idiot in front of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and you were doing what you were supposed to do, and so I, I was shutting the fuck up in school. And I get that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so mine tops that. Oh, shit, okay. Mine is my only ass whooping I've ever gotten in my life from Definitely. my mother. Okay. Never got an ass whooping from, from my father. Okay. Got a stern talking to. He pulled the belt out, but he never struck that bitch back. He pulled it out, yeah. but never said, oh, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> my mama, so one time said, fuck this shit. It ain't worth it. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So we paint the picture. I'm five years old. Oh, my God. It's a Saturday morning. Oh, you got to be on a Saturday? Saturday morning motherfucking cartoons, cartoons. nigga. So... My mom went out to the club that night because it's Friday night, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And she went out and she got home wee hours early in the morning. And here I am. Mom, mom, wake up. I want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Mistake one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get up in a minute. I'll make you some pancakes. <laughs> what do you mean by a minute? 
Give me 10 minutes. Okay. You gave her exactly 10 gave minutes. Gave her 10 minutes. Mm. <laughs> exactly went downstairs. As a kid. Went downstairs. <laughs> watched Teenage Mutant fucking Ninja Turtles. Yes, sir. And then fucking came back up. Ma, 10 minutes is gone. It's on commercial. Go make some pancakes. Give me 15 minutes to make some goddamn pancakes. Leave me alone, boy. All right. Go down. Now it's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Come back up. Hey, Ma. What about them pancakes? (laughs) Right? So I got fed up with the shit. I said, fuck it. (laughs) You gonna make your own? No. Oh. I went to the bathroom because I had to pee. I went and go pee, and I saw the tub. I said, fuck it. I'm gonna plug this bitch up. I'm gonna run some bath water. Ran some bath water. What did you do? You used shampoo. I took my mama's cigarettes. Throw them in the tub water. <laughs> Took my mama's cigarette lighter. <laughs> Threw it in the tub water. Oh, shit. Took my mama's Rolex. <laughs> Threw it in the tub Why water. Why are you alive? Because she sleep. <laughs> Took my mama's <laughs> perfume. All of them. All 15 sprays. <laughs> <laughs> Threw it in the tub water. Right? That's petty. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond petty with some petty, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then from there... It's fucking flapjacks. Then from there, <laughs> took my mother's, you know, the, the makeup for like the whatever the, the fuck goes, yeah, goes yeah, on the face. Yeah, the, the face makeup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Threw it in the water. Ooh, shit. Left that water sitting. So shit's just floating. Gilligan's Island floating in that motherfucker, right? So I'm downstairs. Forgot now, all about this shit. I'm just watching just TV... Sitting Indian style in my motherfucking um, what's it long johns, top 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 end bottles, pancakeless, cerealless, nothing, just hungry. My mama finally gets up. It's about two o'clock in the afternoon. You forgot all about that shit. No, I knew it was there. (laughs) (laughs) He left it there. I did. It was floating. You was pissed. I was pissed. She was. I was hungry. She was even worse. Oh. And then my mama, now, mind you, you think of yourself waking up hungover and all this shit. You sitting on the yeah, pisser. Suddenly I can relate. And then <laughs> you know, I told you to fuck off too. <laughs> you sitting on the pisser and you finally, you know, you get that grogginess off and you look at the tub and you see all your shit. Now, mind you, you're a cigarette smoker. So the first thing you want to do after you get off that pisser is smoke a cigarette and you see your shit floating in fucking bathtub water. <laughs> All I hear from upstairs, Andrew, you little shit, <laughs> get your motherfucking ass up here. I come up the stairs, and what is you everyone? wet? Yeah, because I'm a good, I'm a good child. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and good child and, and, is not the word wait, I was looking for. And, and what, what every child in that situation say? Yes. Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh? She snatched my ass up by my wrist and said, what the fuck is this? And I mean, she had me like in a backwards armbar by the back of my neck, <laughs> face near the water. What the fuck is say, this? She put, a, put you under yeah. the water. That's and I was shit. like, oh, that's your cigarettes, that's your lighter, that's your Rolex, that's all your 15 cents of perfume. Why the fuck would you do this? Because you wouldn't make me no pancakes. I wouldn't make you no motherfucking pancakes. Yeah, I tried to wake you up three times, Ma. You don't remember? 
No, motherfucker, I don't. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not making this shit up. I, I bet you have pancakes oh, next week. No. <laughs> Wait. My mama puts me up and makes me stand on the bed that I slept on, pull my long john pants down, and whip my ass, bare ass, while <laughs> holding my hand. I mean, I never cried so hard in my motherfucking life. It was the worst. I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> Damn. Then 8 o'clock p.m. comes up, and I, and like, mind you, you know when you're a kid, you get your ass beat that hard, you cry so hard, you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah you sleep for hours. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a good sleep. I went to sleep. I was a pretty good child. <laughs> 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 I went to sleep until 8 p.m., and I moseyed my sore ass downstairs, and what did I see? Pancakes on the fucking table. Mm. My mother said she was sorry because she felt really bad, and she, <laughs> she thought about what she did. <laughs> You're fucking right. That's the other one. That's what you think about what you did. Stop smoking. But she told me straight up, she was like, son, you didn't have to do that. But I get it. She was like, I understand why you did it. I do remember you fucking trying to wake me up for that shit. That was my first and only ass whooping in my life. And from there, me and my mother had a straight, transparent relationship. A clear understanding. For the rest of our life. Oh my god! I told you my story's gonna be better than yours. That's a great story. That was a good story. It was, man. I swear to God, I've never had an ass whoop in the day in my life after that. Yeah, I've never done anything bad. I never, got like none of that shit. Just off the top of my head, Mm-mm. I've had a situation when I got older before I bought this house. <laughs> um, I was living with my mom. I'm still working at, at the old spot, and um, my mother was asking me about bills, and she knew what I was trying to do about this house mm-hmm. so I told her I said if you need it you gotta tell me you can't just Spring tell me the last day or you know yeah, the day of. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes before it's due that kind of thing and one of those moments came about and I flipped shit and I'm like mom like what the fuck are you doing like you, you know what I'm trying to do you can't spring the I shit on you me told me this dog this is the most disrespectful shit I've ever had ever happened to me in my life mm-hmm. she, so she asked me for the money, she tried to like throw it in my face. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Peeled it back. Bang, 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 no. bang. Here's the money. No. Threw it on the fucking ground, right? Well, not throwing it. Threw it on the bed too. I'm like, here's your money. Since you want to be a little ass, here it is. Because now your argument is null and void. Because what you're asking for, I actually provided. So shut the fuck up. Take it and use it for whatever the fuck you need to do. <laughs> I did. I did. No, he did. I did. I did. He did. Because I got yeah, fed. I got fed up. So I was walking. She took I, the belt out. I wa- no, she, she didn't take she the belt out. She I walked <laughs> towards the door, and I was about to leave to come to work, and she called my name, and I turned around, and she threw the money in my face. Mm, I like, would do the same thing. Fuck that's, you. That's like being spit in the face, dog. Yeah. yeah. I didn't talk to her for like a fucking week. Mm. You tell me about that shit. It, I it, it that was shit. it was bad because it was a hurtful and, time, and, and and it got to the point where like I, I bucked at her and I'm like, "Yo, mom, like, don't do that shit." Because I'm like, that's like spit in my face. I'm like, you asked for something, I gave it to you. All I ask is for you to tell me in advance. Not even that. The fact that I gave it to you, even last minute, mm-hmm. you that, still want to bitch about it. That. Yeah, you have nothing to bitch about because I gave it to you. Yeah, shut up and take it. 
Because you, you thought in your heart of hearts that I wasn't able to, to her provide. Pride, her pride hit that. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, boy. And I told her, I'm like, you know, on the flip side, I'm like, you know, maybe I'm a millennial. That's some dis- <laughs> like, I'm, that's some disrespect for shit. Don't throw no money in nobody's face because that's how you get fucked up. not at me. Pretty much. But on the flip side, my first ass whooping, I deserve that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I deserve yeah, it. Yeah, you, you definitely deserve that, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's our worst ass whippings, you know. Mike got his in the Marine Corps. This nigga got strangled out of the fucking shower <laughs> by his own sister. First of all, I'm an only child. I'm an only child too. Well, on my mom's side. What? But wait, still. what? <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Let's just move past that. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> we'll be super next, lost. Man. For for what it for what it's worth, <laughs> Papa wasn't wasn't a rolling. I'm an only child on my mom's side. <laughs> Got it, got it. No, let me Mike in the let black me carry community. the two. Just, All right. just let me carry the two real quick. And that'll be the right In the right black community, you know, moms were very straightforward, dads weren't. Okay, we'll just leave it as that. But my dad, in his defense, he was married, had two kids before he met my mom. <laughs> That's his defense? Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. it. All right. It, it wasn't like he was married to my mom and then you know stepped out and shit like that. Uh, oh. So my dad's my dad's wife died of cancer and then he okay. got back to the now the story evolves. All right. He got back to the dating <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you are. Jesus Christ. You motherfucker. But if it helps, my mom was old enough to be the middle child between my two older sisters. Jesus Christ. Now you didn't have to say all that. No. Wait, what? No, you just volunteered. <laughs> I'm just being transparent. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Oh, well, no. Father's Day is next weekend, right? Two weekends. Two weekends. So, yeah, we'll talk about that on 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 an upcoming Friday. 19th, isn't it? You're the father in the room. No, 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 no. It's next week. (laughs) It's next week. The 15th, right? Yeah, it's the 15th. 15th, 16th, some shit like that. No, the the 15th. A week from Sunday. This this will be my first actual um, Father's Father's Day. Day. Yeah, because she was pregnant. um, What's he buying you? Was he buying me <laughs> a pamper full of shit? <laughs> <laughs> and a face full of piss, probably. <laughs> oh, you haven't been listening yet. He got pissed on, dog. Yeah, I got Bad. pissed on. Like, no, I heard that. That was in one of the first like episodes. No, 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 no. no. This, this, like no, this is last episode. Yeah. No. Oh. I got pissed on I so bad, up. it looked like I pissed on myself. It was like R. Kelly bad. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> and look, look, no, no, no. And, 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 and here, here's the better part. Here's the better part. So, me being a, a dad that, you know, I have to be to work at a certain time, early in the morning. When it happened, it was early in the morning. Did I take a shower? No. Oh, I didn't. I changed my drawers and I went to fucking work. Hey. I don't see you doing that. Hey. I don't. I'm a dad. You have Having a kid? No. Well, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's step one. <laughs> Getting a wife is step one, I guess, actually. Yeah. From there, let's get on to well, we've kind of flipped the the show around a little bit, so let's do a weekly recap. Um, normally we do this in the beginning, but Mike, we really wanted to interview you because he's very uh, eager about having you on the show. This and the third, because you're our first uh, interviewee, first official guest. Pop How do you cherry? feel, Cherry yeah. Papa? Yeah. How do you feel? I feel fantastic. Good man. Great. Great. All right. So pretty much, we just take a, some major topics out of our previous week. 
from like last Friday to this Friday. Something good, something right. My week's going to be boring. Something funny. Something doesn't boring. matter. My week's, week's going to be boring. You go ahead first. My week's going to be boring, man. I've, I've sat my ass in my client's office for the past two months, honestly, not just the past oh. week, in a windowless office, uh, helping... Their business, uh, DC Virginia. Anything uh, interesting or funny happened? Uh, no. In fact, <laughs> in fact, nothing funny has happened. <laughs> because, yeah, that's funny. Because uh, we're so we're taking them through. We're currently taking them through an acquisition, and and part of that acquisition requires an audit. And if no mm. one here has been audited before. Uh, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Oh my yeah, and uh, and terrible. And I made the mistake, and I, and I hope that they'll never listen to this. And I don't think they would. No offense to you guys. There are a couple older guys. No, nope, I did not say that. Because we're millennials. All black I'm millennials. saying is I'm seeing the audit through, and it's the bane of my existence. And and if I never had to deal with that ever again in my life, I would be a happy camper. That shit is mm. tedious. Let me ask two questions: Are their books cooked? No, fuck no. Are their books a little off? Well, that's a complicated question. Slow so down. they're off. They're, no, they're off. Not be, not for anything malicious. They're off because they don't know accounting. And and so mm. what I was about to say was the the mistake I made was as their consultant because I'm I'm doing two projects for them. We're seeing them through an acquisition, but part because part of that acquisition is is an audit and and all that everything that goes with it. I also volunteered to like get their books in order, right? Not that, again, not that they've done anything but you volunteer. They're just not accountants. Yeah. Well, volunteered for, for, so you got for a fee. <laughs> yeah. So you got to piece together. Yeah. So, I, so I'm now tasked with re-piecing every single thing that they've done financially. Um, and when you aren't close to the business, when you're not in the business, yeah, you can't explain little. things. Where yeah. did this transaction come from? Where did this transaction come from? You have to ask them. You know what I mean? And there are a couple old guys that are just looking to retire after the business. And they don't, they don't really They don't give a fuck. They just want to fuck off to a beach and, and never think about it again. And so now, <laughs> here I am being like, hey, you pay me a fuck ton of money and I'm going to go through and I'll, I'll do this for you. Here I am. I'll do it for you. And now I'm like, oh my God, why you, the you're fuck it. did I ask? Did Every I minute. Yeah, every single moment <laughs> is, is hell on earth. Yeah, it's been bad. But, hey, in the end, it's going to be worth it. Hopefully by the end of this month, it's going to be done. It's all going to be worth it in the end. Bada bing, bada boom. But that just goes to show, it's like flipping a house. You know how people who flip houses, mm -hmm. they have to understand uh, the price of the work that's going to go into the house so that they know what to buy yeah. it for, right? right? right. It, that's kind of the same thing in this case where I underestimated the amount of work that was going to go into yeah. uh, this project, you know, and then I, and I, I didn't charge them an hourly rate. I charged them a flat Ooh, project base. Shit. So now I'm stuck, you know, like, yeah. like indefinitely. Well, hopefully they can, uh, I don't know. Hopefully it works. Tip you or something. Or, who knows? Tip know. me. Yeah, I don't know. Shit. I'll let them know you said that. <laughs> we'll see how it works out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a good smoke ring on those ribs. Like a really good smoke ring. Carlos. Yeah. No sauce. <laughs> my week, man. Shit. How did my week Why start? Why does he off? start off all his weeks the same way? Because I'm I'm <laughs> that guy, okay, sir? I'm that guy. Go ahead. Continue. Anyways. Real quick, hold on, pause. Oh, Marcel. Do you see a slimmage in his cheeks? I'm starting off a new avenue. Carlos, go. <laughs> Please. Alright, so my week was 
It started off pretty pretty horrible. Like, it does look a little thick, though, doesn't it? It looks like I got thicker, right? A little, little bit pudgier. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to take a new avenue, and I did. Juanita, call me, baby. Anyways. She probably will. So, when a motherfucker's back is against the wall, they call your mother's name back. That's what they do. So I got, I got him against the rope. It's like effective. It's, you know what I'm saying? So my week, man, my week was like, um, come on, man. Let my week go. started off kind of bullshit because you couldn't get that triple deck that you wanted. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, you called my mom's name. Ended like shit too. Apparently, right. Jesus. So, so my week started off kind of bullshit. I go into work, man, and you know I, I get up and I have to be to work at fucking four thirty in the morning. It's an hour, ten minute drive and shit. And I get there and come to find out, these motherfuckers rescheduled my fucking class that I was supposed to be teaching with the person that I was supposed to be working huh? with. Yeah. You teach? And don't tell me, yeah, I teach a safe driving <laughs> I teach a safe driving course. That was wrong, man. It's funny, but that's wrong. <laughs> it was easy. But- <laughs> it's like the piece last week, dog. I'm getting the eye of the Joan again. No, I tell me. Finish my fucking week, yo. Please, like, please finish, man. So, <laughs> so that happens, and so Essentially, I had to reschedule the fucking class to a fucking Thursday. So they rescheduled it without telling me. They rescheduled without telling me. And I get to work at 4.30 in the morning. The class starts at 6. But I get there so early to like set everything up and get everything ready to go. As you should. And I'm sitting there and fucking, you know what I'm saying, the the time, 6 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, yo, this person's supposed to be here at 5.45. Where the fuck they at? Like, they can't drive unless they have this fucking course. Right. So I'm like. DOT? No, uh, Smith System, safe driving course. Okay. I teach that. And um, so I call my super. I, I call, I, one of my supervisors come up to me and was like, oh yeah, he said, uh, he told the person that, you know, oh, they can miss it this week and just take it on Thursday, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, seriously? Oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm like, seriously? So I call him and he was like, oh yeah, man. I, I called the dude that did it and he was like, oh yeah, that's my bad. I did something to do that. They had a graduation to go to, yada, yada, yada. And I dropped the ball. I should have communicated with you. So now, fucking Thursday, I have to do an orientation class and that Smith System driving class and have a fucking meeting at 1.30 and have all that shit lined up. Congratulations. It literally, You've been fucked. It, it literally ran my day. Like, I think Thursday is when we tried to do the conference call. I was literally at work from 4.30 to like 7. So congratulations. Just trying to make you, that shit Your fuck. job doesn't like you. No, that shit is fucking bullshit, bro. That shit pissed me off. Pissed me all the way the fuck off. Um, a little bit lighter note. Uh, went car shopping. Um, try to go. Try to go car shopping. Um, For uh, what is it called? This, uh, Santa Fe Hyundai Santa Fe. Um, you tra- train in your car? No, no, no. I'm not training in my car. Uh, uh-uh. it's um for somebody else. And um, and that was actually pretty cool. Uh, she she got a loan. Or whatever, and we're just in the process of like, no, we're not paying that much for this car. We're paying this much. Are you willing to come down? Yes or no? And that's where we at right now. So mm. it's cool. Because mm. you never pay the ticket price of a car. That's just stupid. Yeah. Number one. No. You never yeah. pay the ticket price yeah. of a car. How's your week going? Um, did you go to the gym? I did. You got puke time. You got dick tap? No. Ooh. I didn't. Do you want to get dick tapped? Whoa. You're reaching. <laughs> you're reaching right now. Like, literally what you're doing right now is I that. I am. And it's not working. I am. Because I got you against the ropes. How's your skin? Fuck. 
Skate's my skin's good. fine. Yeah. How about yours? You can, you How's little, the hairline, motherfucker? Is it a little push back? Put a little salt on the skin. A little push back put right now? Put a little salt on the skin. Yeah. Gonna, you might explode like a... He's very is, confrontational because he's, he's, he's heated. How does I got him work? two you, weeks you in a row. A snail? That's what this nigga's skin does. Not at all. I just want you to tell you a week, man. So a good week you had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sound like, you right? Just, you, you your <laughs> There's snowflakes out your hair. That's good. In, oh. Under control. That's under control. Oh, oh, you see that bug hit that bug eyes. I'm in this fucking house, man. You got eyes so wide, the motherfucking moth. Goddamn. Now this nigga sit here. You got bugs. Looking like motherfucking Jack Sparrow on goddamn day. You got bugs flying around the fucking house. Well, we grilled out and we had the fucking back door open. What the fuck do you expect? You've got the biggest pupils out of anybody at the fucking table right now. Don't get me started, Los. Because I'm starting to heat up. So you you ready to leave it alone? You want to leave it alone? You want to leave it alone? It's blizzard out this way. Go ahead and do your week. So how was your week? My week Thank was you. great. Thank you. Thanks he for the segue. It. Thank you. My week was great. Unlocked. Un- unlike this fucking lard ass sitting at the table. Um, Damn. <laughs> Cheap shots on them. Let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. Is uh, Anthony Ruiz sitting at the table right now or is it Carlos? What? I don't get it. Y'all don't know the fire. He's reaching now. The fire. No. He's no. reaching. I mean. How I'm the not fuck reaching. was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Mike fucking gets it. First off, Anthony Ruiz. Please tell your week. Because we Ruiz, keep we wasting time, guys. Ruiz is the person that knocked out Anthony Joshua. It's fantastic. The fat Mexican. Okay. His name is Carlos. Kind of a Mexican name. You oh, my Jesus. We just lost Mexican. It's been a lot of, we just it's been a lot of racial Mexican talk here tonight. We have 1% of Mexican listeners to the diapers and hair. And that was 0%. Days. Dude, and you about to make me pause this shit. My week was good. <laughs> <laughs> Said all that just to say that. To the sponsors. Um, pretty much, I was blessed to get two days off this week. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, yesterday, I decided to clean the house up because I knew y'all niggas was coming over here today. You cleaned? You have an apron? No, I don't. I do. Um, I, I cleaned two. up. Uh, pretty much, you know, washed my car because I got... Mad brake dust on the front rims, and them shits are aluminum, and they look fucking like bronze medals and shit. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, what else? Uh, clean the bathrooms, all that type of shit, because I knew Mike was going to be over here, so I wanted to see <laughs> fucking stains around the <laughs> toilet. I'm honored. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, shit. I don't give a fuck about these niggas. <laughs> Anyways, um... And then what else? Uh, today, you know, um, so yeah, I went to the gym three times this week, uh, three days consecutive. So it was that Wednesday, yesterday, and today. Um, went to the Dutch market. That's where I got all the meat from for the grilling and all that stuff. Um, bought more liquor. Great meat. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, and then, yeah, that was about it. Nothing, Great liquor. Nothing more, nothing less. Went out, bought beers, all that shit. So, like, I was actually able to, like, be in my right mind and be, you know, Working out, being in a good space mentally, physically, and all that stuff. So, it was a good week for me. That's good. So, proud of you. Thank you, Mike. My week. Made a lot coming from you. Oh, let's see. Something important from my week. Uh, Work was. Baby Hugh? Well, you know, I always got a Baby Hugh story. Okay. Guys, you called me yesterday, right? Yesterday I was cutting hair? Yeah. So, cutting hair put Hugh in uh, in the playpen. Right, so usually he's in the playpen, uh, hollering, screaming as he usually does, because he doesn't like to be alone. Eh, uh, I nigga, blame myself. Play with me. I blame myself, 
And um, so, you know, he doesn't like for me to cut hair, period. It kind of pisses me off, but then it's like, all right, I understand, you know, we're, we're always, you know, carrying you and, and, and whatnot. So, um, <laughs> so yesterday, now he's in the crib, um, I'm sorry, the playpen, and he decides that he wants to stand up, which he never does, and he hangs his chin over the playpen. If the boy was, yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, if if he was old enough, if if he was strong enough, matter of fact, I believe he is strong enough to pull himself over. But he damn near pulled himself over, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is about to be a problem." You gotta let him fall. I do. You gotta let. I do. Gravity takes control. I do, but not from that height. This is a reach. How high? Put some scissors in his hand. Now he's cutting hair. This is a reach. (laughs) This is a reach. Is he strong enough to whoop your ass? That was a reach. I'm sorry. It was one of my bad jokes. So, how high is this playpen? No, 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 no. I have to address him in a minute. So, okay. but but the playpen is it's a, it's is a about as high as this table that we're sitting at right now. Yeah, about okay. about that high. Um, but oh, yeah, the fact that he did it. Uh, matter of fact, I have a picture of it. So <laughs> again, I'll say it again. You have an athlete. <laughs> this, is, this is a good problem. Oh no, 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 no! I don't, I don't, I don't knock it. Like it's. <laughs> It, but it was just it was What's just wild 40? to see him do that, dude. I don't know his his crawling forty has got to be fast yeah. as hell. He's chasing me around the house. So that's funny. <laughs> but, is, is it a baby or a tremor? <laughs> <laughs> no, but look. So 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 uh, uh, about two weeks ago, because he just started crawling around two weeks ago, right? And his uh, his, cousin, his, <laughs> his cousin his um, his cousin. Has his cousin is what like nine months or whatever, so he's been crawling for a while and he crawls very, very fast. So when my son seen him crawl, he was like, Oh, that's how you do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got that. Yeah. So that's he started, that's how baby yeah, and he that. started crawling and just that's all he's been doing. Now he's dragging his leg and trying to stand up at the same time. So I honestly expect for him to be walking by the end of next month, at least by the end of next month, because he, I mean, he's, he's doing everything so fast, man. It's uh, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. When he when he first started crawling, I I almost I almost cried a little bit. I was I was extremely proud. Let it out. Yeah. <laughs> almost did. Yeah, uh, we we yeah. we have it on video. I may post it. I don't know. It it baby it, back bitch. <laughs> so, really aggressive. <laughs> really sorry sorry. It was it was. Come on with it. Could you look it? Come on with it. He was bring talking. it. He was talking. Bring it. Come on. Could you look it? Come on. Come on. Say something. Is it a chin strap? Say something. Come on, because you're thinking about it. No, nah, I ain't going to say shit. All right, wait. Reggie, it's all good. Did oh, he wait. dump cigarettes <laughs> and perfume in the tub yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> then you know you're in trouble. <laughs> but no, but, uh, but as far as the rest of my week, man, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful outside to work, and, man, it was just overall nice, man. Um, what we got next, fellas? Uh, well, it's now time to speak onto the elephant of the room and turn up the heat on this motherfucker named Mike. Oh God! What yeah. Now? Um. Well, let's let's How ease let's ease in. Uh, really soft, like. Uh, yeah, come can, on, man. Is this a part two? No. Uh, we're gonna speak on because this is something that Marcel really wanted to talk on, oh. and we can kind of like steamroll it. Yeah, might as well because we got time. What's up with immigration? So Marcel, you 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 started because this was your thing. 
and then we can kind of make it like a round That's table like, discussion. Couldn't be a more broad question. Okay. <laughs> so So we going we're we gonna talk about specifically under immigration. So alright, so let's say this. Me and Marcel has been speaking all week prior to the show on this day. We got They're setting us up. We're not, no, 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 no. Uh, because for nah. what it's worth, because we both was bouncing uh, uh, ideas off of each other the whole time, like good shit, the bad shit about it, and so it, basically it, it it stemmed from um, a few pictures that I saw, actually a article that I was reading. So do I have this article? No, no, I, I but, read it. I came across it myself. Like I, I didn't even see it, but like my views and my standpoints on the topic mm-hmm. was for the most part it's like, dude, we, we what gotta, can we, what can we do? Shit up. Okay. Yeah. So so basically, it started off with um, it was saying something about uh, there were um, they were holding a lot of a, a, a lot of immigrants in a. Uh, I don't want to say a holding cell, but it was in a Walmart, a warehouse. Nah, this was this wasn't even that. Basically, this place only held this particular room, as I should say, was only supposed to hold like maybe a hundred to two hundred people, and they had like f- damn near five six hundred people in there, lapped up, laying on each other, people getting sick left and right, and I think out of that, like maybe one or two. Uh, I don't think they died, but like serious, you know, serious infection, serious sickness. And I'm just like, it, like, and when you see the pictures, you're like, oh, what the fuck? This looks, this looks terrible. Almost like an internment camp or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, what, what can, how can the United States make it a little better? Or do they want to make it a little better? You know what I mean? And like, it 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 kind of it kind of sucks because as as a human being, I look at this and I'm like, yo, that's that's a fucked up situation to be in. I mean, yeah, you're nine times out of ten, you're not supposed to be over here anyway, so you're illegal. So you know, one would say you you get what you get, you know, which is fucked up. We shouldn't be that way. Um, but at the same time, you also have to look at it like, how can we make this better? How can we? attend to this to a T instead of just throwing hundreds of people in one fucking room and letting them fend for itself for unseen amount of days. And my biggest argument behind it was, and this is me playing devil's advocate because I feel like one, these people are illegals here. So we don't have proper documentation on them or anything like that. Right. And let's just say, for example, hypothetically, they're all from Mexico, right? There should be a... There should be... (laughs) The principles of detection tells me they came from the South, so they might be Mexican. (laughs) I feel like calling me a borderline racist, man. But anyways, (laughs) um, I feel like, you know, just for hypotheticals, they're all from Mexico, from the Southern region. Um... There should be some type of checkpoint in a major city in Mexico to be willing that we can deport them to and then they can go on from there. Main reason being because when they come to America, we don't have documentation on them. We don't have any type of paperwork, social security, any type of identification on these folks. So the best thing that we can do is take them back to the country that they came from 
which would be Mexico, for example. Um, and then from there, Mexico do their own thing, right? Or the southern countries do their own thing, Wh whatever the case may be. Um, I was also saying in the situation that even though if we want to try to build bigger facilities, all this stuff, or if we want to try to be accommodating to the illegals, um, Americans who are legal citizens have to be prepared to pay more taxes in order to pay for larger facilities to house these folks all across the southern states along the Mexican border or whatever the fuck that you want to call it. So what you're saying is that because these people woke up one day and said that they want to come into the country illegally, we have to spend more money out of our pocket so they can have a bed and breakfast? So you rather have them housed like fucking sardines and in, in, in like humanity? like fucking cattle? You snuck in the country illegally, and come which, in br as, which brings me back to what I said: a normal. No, am I wrong? Am no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Like, that that just brings me back to what I said. One would say they get what they get. Yeah. So yeah. Not, and and you break see, the law, you go to jail. But but that's the thing about it though. Like, okay. What what is the immigration law actually? Uh, get your proper yeah. No, 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 get but, your but, proper but, documentation and come across. Unless you're a refugee or something like that from a mm -hmm. war-torn country, then mm -hmm. you fall under another type of jurisdiction as a refugee. Mm -hmm. You know, from the country. Mm -hmm. But if you're just coming in, you know what I'm saying, because you don't want to get a plane ticket and your boarding pass. I mean, in your passport and all that kind of stuff. Then you need to get. I don't listen. Y'all could all go back in the back of a trailer for all I care. It's hmm. a little harsh, man. So what about the illegals that were? If that, you go to their country illegally, what you what do you think they're gonna do to you? I mean, you got a point. Let's call it spade a spade. You got a point. You well, sneak into China. What China gonna do to you if you sneak into? First off, you ain't sneaking into China, and especially if you're black. <laughs> like, no, you be like, too tall. You guys are laughing. No, no, no. You guys are laughing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. Legit no, no, no. I, I, no, I got you. I got you. Like, why should we open up a red carpet for these people if the shoe was on the other foot? They wouldn't do that for us. You're right. You're, but see, but and the taxpayer shouldn't pay for something that somebody else is doing. Fuck no. All right, so let me put it to you, to you like this. So like this, this. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Give me your give me your spill on it. You need to guess no, on the show. I'm waiting for everybody to finish. So my thing is just so like for that cell that that's supposed to fit like 125 people that has like 300 people in there. Yeah. At least 25% of them are either illegal and have children who are legal in the states. Mm -hmm. Well, you came over here when you were pregnant. That's your decision. Why should why should you are they already take what 60 Thirty percent of our of our of our check, it's like thirty percent, right? Thirty three, right? Am I am I is that wrong? It's good. Yeah, let's go with that. Depends. Yeah. All right. So they take about that much off our check. So now you asking them to take forty percent of your check, of you working day in and day out for somebody that decided to get pregnant and come across the border just to have a baby so they can be illegal. Okay, yeah, that, that's the thing. The kid, if the kid is born over here, then they're they're suddenly legal. That's why they do it. Yeah, but you should pay the kids extra. Right? You should yeah, pay yeah. an extra ten percent on your check, so they can have a bed and breakfast when you send them back to their country. Come on, bro. 
Well, we work too hard for our money to be worried about some shit like that. In the baby Hugh loses diapers because they take forty percent of your check now because somebody else decided to get pregnant and come in this country illegally. That's a really good example. I appreciate that's a, you. Bringing that's that a up. that's a very very good example. But at the same time, though, I'm looking at the humanity in it. Like I'm not saying that. You know, baby Hugh. Listen he to is what the also listen, father. Listen to what the fuck I'm saying first before you keep talking. All right. Now, yes, I am a father, so I sympathize with those fathers as well. Because yes, if the shoe was on the other foot, and I'm the person that needs to escape whatever I'm escaping from without it actually being a war torn torn country or whatever, it could just be some bad fucking drug deals going on. And, uh, uh, and you want to get away. There's laws Let me that. finish. You want to get away, right? But that doesn't necessarily classify you as a refugee. There's laws for Let that. me finish. So, when I leave from, let's say, where I am right now. If I wanted to leave from there and I wanted to escape to Canada or some shit like that, right? But, you know, I have to go there illegally, which is damn near impossible if you're trying to cut through the mountains and shit like that. But let's just say hypothetically. So, I want to take me and my son, oh, no, I want to take me and my pregnant wife, right, through there. She has a, she has a child, but they throw us in the holding cells, right? Mm-hmm. So, now my son is out there fending for himself without, with, with, without us. So, you know, the, humani- the, 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 the man inside of me right now, if I'm looking at it from the position that I'm looking at now, it's fucked up, Yes. Now, I understand what you're saying, like, you know, oh, my son may be missing some pampers, but here's the thing. So, it's enough money in the U.S. to fix this problem, in my opinion. It is. Don't say that it's not, because it is. You have, you have millionaires, you have billionaires, you have all these people, and it's a lot of taxes that can be taken up, but then it's a lot of stuff that can't be. But at the same time, shit can be worked out. There is a way. There is always a fucking way without raising taxes so fucking sky high that we can't afford pampers and shit like that. As a father, until you become one, I don't think that you will completely understand. But as a father, when it comes to, you know, shit like that, like it'll sit, it'll make you sit down and make you really, really think about that shit. Like I... Drew explained that shit to me, and like I still couldn't wrap it around my mind. Like, either way, it's still it 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 kind of it it sucks and it hurts at the same time because it sucks because like I think to myself, you know, like I said, they get what they get, but at the same time, I have to look at it as they're human beings, so they shouldn't all just be locked up in this one room, this one place for days on end. Until they feel like coming in there and trying to fix paperwork or ship them back or whatever. That's just fucked up, in my opinion. I look at us as if we are the land of milk and honey, we can do a better job of housing illegal immigrants Mm -hmm. than having them stuck like fucking sardines in a jail cell. Yeah. To ship them back to wherever the fuck they came from. Who's going to pay for this? We will. Why? Because it's our country. Because we give okay. that. Why should, should the problem, we? The problem is very do what you see. What Why you, should we? You can make it better. What, what, what you see is the excess, right? You, you see what you see on the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We already pay for all that shit. 
Yeah. Everything that you think we should pay for, we already do pay for. What you see is the excess. You see people who are coming into this country illegally, who we are voluntarily housing for no reason, mm-hmm. out of, other than the goodness of our hearts, and we're paying for that as taxpayers. And there are a bunch of people in this country illegally who don't pay any of those taxes. We pay that out of our paychecks. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you have a job. Taxes come out of your paycheck. It goes to housing those illegal immigrants. Yeah. They came here voluntarily. Mm-hmm. They don't have to come here. Mm-hmm. They, they can go back. They mm-hmm. never had to cross. That's true. They get sent back as needed, right. uh, as they should get sent back. Because yeah. there, there is a and, process and, and, to and, enter this country. Legally. And I believe they need to be sent back as well. But I, I also, I just, I just don't believe in the whole uh, just stacking like, them up. Keeping them stacking But that's what I'm up. saying. All you see is the excess. All you see on the news is the excess. You don't see the normal everyday operation, mm-hmm. right? They only televise the excess. So, yes, there are a couple yeah, 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 of yeah. locations where there are excess that you see that you think that we're not doing the right thing. When it comes out to it, um, Mike. Yo. You're a Republican. What makes you a Republican? Yeah. That's a very easy question for me. Um, and, and I feel like these days, those lines have been blurred with, with rhetoric and, and the media, uh, kind of like what you were saying. My, my Republican roots stem from primarily my affinity for the military, national mm-hmm. security in general. Um, for me, uh, a, a position on, on national security, patriotism, country first, uh, whatever it takes to make sure that this country and its people are safe is number one priority. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what started, I would say, my Republican roots um, um, growing up. Now, not to say that Democrats don't believe that same thing. I, I had a college roommate who was in ROTC with me who was a staunch Democrat who was just as patriotic as I was. But I would argue that it's a party stance of the Republicans to, to really be pro-military. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, yeah. I will clarify by saying that doesn't mean Democrats don't feel the same. Um, that's one. Uh, small government is another. Um, I'm a libertarian in the sense that I, anytime someone, I, we talked about this earlier, I have a problem with authority in general. Yeah. Anytime t- someone t- tries to tell me what to do, I would assume tell them to fuck off than to listen to, to their rules, right? That's right. When you apply that to government, when they try to tax you for whatever they try to uh for instance the, gun, the cannabis the industry oh. right like saying that you can do this you can't do that well yeah. who says that you can't do this and you can't do that it's a perfectly legitimate industry right. why are the rules different for these guys and not for everybody else all this right so so small government like don't stop telling me what to do help me prosper instead mm. of teaching me how to not prosper right instead of giving me all of the different ways that you're going to keep me down Let's talk about all the ways that we can all prosper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big proponent for small government. I hate, I hate big government. I hate taxes the whole night. Um, beyond that, what people don't expect to hear from me, because I have this conversation, I feel, daily. I grew up in a very liberal area. Um, New Hampshire, which is where I was born, used to be Republican. Um, but then I moved to Boston and I spent the majority of my life in Boston, very, very liberal area. Um, I grew up in a very liberal area as a very staunch Republican, and I um, had the benefit of having conversations 
even arguments, even bad arguments over drunk and nice in college. Um, you know, having conversations with these people. And, and to me, I don't care what your political party is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a Democrat. I, I don't care because I've, I feel like I've only ever grown up talking to Democrats. You know, if, if I grew up in Texas, that'd be one thing, right? Where it was just mm-hmm. me and all my Republican friends. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, though. Um, for me, I'm a very different kind of Republican. And most people that, when they ask me about my politics, are very, very surprised, and dare I say pleasantly surprised, um, when I say that it's 2019, there's a new type of politics, a new brand of politics, uh, even for Republicans, yeah. in the sense that I don't give a fuck about gay marriage. Go, go for right. it. Marry whoever right. you want. It's a, it's a new world. Yep. Um, I don't give a fuck about, uh, well, obviously weed. <laughs> I'm in the industry, right? So go ahead and, and, and be in the industry, smoke the weed, all that. All of these social hot-button issues that Democrats really try to push and that are traditionally um, things that Republicans are against, I'm mm-hmm. actually for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. only thing, honestly, in the Republican Party that I identify with are, are our heavy uh, emphasis, our heavy emphasis on, on national security, um, fiscal responsibility, fiscal policy, um, diplomatic relations mm-hmm. and small government. And, and those are the things that I really cling to. And when it comes to social issues, I actually identify with the left side. Um, now I would tell, I would tell you right now that I would never vote Democrat in my entire life, but that's a lie because I live in a blue state. So last primary election, I actually switched my party and I voted Democrat in the primary because huh, really? I wanted to make sure that the right Democrat got elected. Uh, right? Understood. Right? Okay. So, so a lot of understood. Republicans, if they're smart Republicans, they'll switch their party mm-hmm. during the primary to make sure that the, that the right can't... Because obviously a Democrat's going to get elected. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 Maryland yeah. voted 96% blue in the last election. D.C. voted 98% blue. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're a Republican and you're in this one of these types of, of areas, it's better off to do switch do your party for the, the primary, yeah, yeah, and then switch it back for the general if right. you believe that. But we didn't even have a good Republican candidate, so it didn't matter anyways. Um, so with that being said, you are not a Trump supporter. I am a Trump supporter. Yeah. You say we didn't have a a good person though. No, Maryland, Maryland politics. Oh, Maryland politics. Maryland politics. Okay. Um, Keep I, up. Fuck. Keep I didn't. I did not vote for for Trump in the primary. I voted for Rubio, um, but I did vote for him in the general. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I, that 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 makes sense though. That yeah. makes sense. The, the, I, how 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 you're saying it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean you you have to, particularly as as a Republican in a blue state, you have you have to be educated about it. You have to be able to talk about it with people because you're gonna get fought. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I've never... I don't think I've once met a Republican since I moved here. Really? I mean... It's a problem. It's a very, few, very but few you're, but you're in There's one drunken night we went out and we... we yeah, went. there's probably been a couple, but, you know, there were no, drunken nights. That's actually... Wow. Um, okay. So, so I am a Trump supporter, and... And... Uh, I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, it's... It, Trump has done unbelievable things. I think the same conversation we just had about immigration and the, and the policies that we were just talking about, um, even some of the investments that we're doing, like in Opportunity Zones. I mean, have, uh, there, are, there have been policies, 
we didn't talk about opportunity zones. We, we should have talked about opportunity zones, but the Jobs Act of 2017 was under President Trump. Mm-hmm. Those are investments in opportunity zones. That's one strategy that Andrew and I's business is taking advantage of, is investing in um, what are being labeled as opportunity zones. A lot of people probably don't know about this. It's fairly new. And what it is is basically trying to take um, either underprivileged or uh, zones that are really, really, t- for lack of a better word, terrible areas. And they're in every single state in the country. Right. And what the government is offering are incredible tax incentives. If you invest in real estate or a business mm-hmm. in these designated zones, and in D.C., that's basically Ward 7 and 8. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Maryland, across from Ward 7 and 8 of yeah. D.C. Yeah. Yeah. So basically yeah, yeah, Anacostia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get unbelievable benefits for investing in businesses and all it is is to is to try to increase jobs uh affordable housing workforce housing uh all these things and it's an incentive for people who invest in businesses invest in real estate to help these other businesses who are trying to get off the ground and do good things if you have a if your address is in one of these opportunity zones and someone invests in you they get tax credits Against that. Who gets tax credit? The, the investor. The investor. Oh, the one that's making the investing and yeah. is giving the money. Yeah, but that incentivizes the investor to give you more money yeah. than they would because it will cost them the same to so invest more. So instead of me more giving you $100,000, I, I might give you 200000 To live Which in Anacostia? Not to live. No, not to, to live. Own a business. To have, to to have J.M. Yeah. Sense yeah. in Anacostia. In Anacostia. Yeah. The tax credits that are available for Opportunity Zones are, blow my mind. Like, you can go on D.C. So, what happens to the people that's already in Anacostia behind well, the, the point, process? So, so, the investments go into businesses and real estate. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that if you invest in businesses and real estate, that the, that the people that live there, their quality of life raises. Because what you're doing is you're building... Um, you're building Whole Foods and you're building Harris Teeters and you're building uh, Barnes and Noble. You're, you're building... Does that really happen though? Well, it's, it's already happening. Yeah, it's well, already happening. On the flip side, happened, one would call that gentrification. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yes. In a sense. No, but... Okay. Maybe. Keep, and that's why... No, 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 that's fine. fine. Keep, just gentrification yeah. for humanity, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's meant... It's not... I listened to the episode that you talked about the guy... In DC, whose mm-hmm. business was mm-hmm. was yeah. displaced. Don't mute, dis- don't mute DC episode. Well, right? it wasn't displaced, but but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, or, but, or but keep going. Or, yeah, the whole yeah. nine. For now, what it's worth. now I'm for I'm for I'm a hundred percent for preservation of culture. That episode, I I agree with you on that. But do you re- you remember that story that I told? I do. I remember. I was there. I was That's, on the roof deck with that girl. Yeah, you're asleep, and you walked home like seven I did. miles. I did. Yeah. And he walked home? Yeah, he walked home. Dang. I was that pissed uh, Yeah, off. he didn't say that in the episode. <laughs> he walked home. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I love listening to that. But anyways, um, there's a difference between gentrification and, and rising tides raise all ships, right? Yeah. So in, in these opportunity zones, the point is not to gentrify. The point is to provide affordable housing. For the working class. No, 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 I get that's the point. It's not gentrification. I get that's the point, but when people, do you believe that when some people get their, get their hands on a, a situation like that, gentrification can come 
out of it from people. Well, first of all, justification is not a bad thing. It's, it's progress, right? That's, it's actually a good thing, right? You, it's, it's, you're associating it with a negative connotation, which I can understand why you're doing that in yeah. certain cases, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. But the word is not a negative thing. Well, I get what you're saying. In, in, some, in some parts of D.C., uh, let's take Congress Heights, right? They built that up. Um, if I remember correctly, I take even take Southwest with the wharf. Yeah, yeah. but but no no no. But but yeah, I want to use Congress Heights right fast. So if I remember correctly, there is a lot of affordable houses uh, around there. Uh, you know, in that area and Stan Road around that area too. I think they started building around there as well. So it in some sense. Some of it that actually does work, and then some of it actually doesn't work, at least for the culture that's already there. Mm-hmm. So it's like he said, like, I mean, I understand nothing stays the same, and it's hard to keep things the same and everything like that. But when the money starts flowing into the neighborhood, can you can you say mortgage goes up, rent goes up. Well, no, here, that's well the here's point. the thing. That's in an opportunity zone, it doesn't do that. Because there's a Whole Foods down the street. All right, so wait, 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 wait. But who, so, look, guess who's going to work there, though? Hold on. So just say what you said again. So in an opportunity zone. In an opportunity zone, it's not meant to, to make it affordable for a Whole Foods to move in. Yeah. Right? You, you put a Whole Foods in there because now you're supporting a whole bunch of housing communities that want a fucking Whole Foods to go to. It's not a bad thing to have a Whole Foods. And, and I understand what you're saying completely. But the point is, and again, this wasn't a Republican. Well, federally, it wasn't under President Trump. But gov- uh, Mayor Bowser has mm-hmm. signed all of this in D.C. You can Again, you can go on dc.gov and see everything about Opportunity Zones. She has, she picked. I'll ask, I'll ask my brother-in-law. All of these zones where you go in and it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be me creating anything. It's people who are already doing it that Mm -hmm. you just want to back to continue whatever their mission is. Mm -hmm. Or you can go in and you can build something if, if there's space available, right? It's, it's a free market. If there's space available, you can build. It's, it's a lot of space available. There is a metric fuck ton of space, of space. Yeah, available. available without actually displacing people yeah. and all of that. And also it's not it's not displacing people. Uh, it's, it's jobs people in those jobs areas. for That's people and stuff like that. Like I mean like I said, I mean it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing, but I think more so a good thing out here as long as it's the space. Like you said, opportunity zones. That makes a lot of sense. You know, um like you can't really argue with that. Like, if you go down to certain parts of Baltimore, um, where you have the old stores and things that went down during yeah. the riots, nobody's living in those yeah. areas. So, nobody will be displaced. Yeah. You well, know think, what I mean? And I, and I know that's got to be full yeah. of opportunity. Think of it this way. So, they're building all these brand new apartments in these opportunity zones, except they're listed at the price of affordable housing. Mm. Do you think rich people are moving into affordable housing? First of all, they can. They literally cannot move into affordable housing. Right, make too much. They make too much. Right. Exactly. Right. They're building affordable housing in these opportunity zones. So, Trump? <laughs> oh, you, oh, 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 now. Okay. The only thing I got, the only problem I have with Trump, I feel like he's I don't more like his of a businessman than a politician. 
and he has That's no, exactly what he is. And he has no tact. No dip, no. no Diplomacy? No diplomacy. That's exactly That's what he is. But like, Ronald Reagan was an actor, yeah. and then he became president. So it's, it kind of cancels itself well, out. I don't know anything about Ronald Reagan. I wasn't here. When but in the same aspect, if you here. if you just follow American history, just even just knowing the gist of them, as much as Trump is a businessman before president, Reagan was an actor before he was president. I see okay. what you're saying. I wish a lot of people knew that. Thank you, Michael. That that Reagan was, Reagan was a fantastic president, one of the greatest Republican presidents of all time, uh, and he was an actor. Not gonna back that, but thank you. You can't even pick a favorite Republican president. I could pick a favorite Democrat. <sighs> Who's your favorite Democrat? Kennedy. Kennedy was. Well, of course, Democrat. Kennedy goes. Yeah. Oh, history. okay. Was that, was, was that an easy out what for did me? You say? Blood on the leaves. <laughs> Huh? Who is yours? I said Bill. Clinton? Yeah. You think so? Nah. Alright, so for me growing up. Three strikes thing was a killer in a in a You picked an impeached president as your favorite? My thing is I grew up the the way that I grew up. Mike got a point. That was <laughs> that was the first time me following. What does that politics. have to say about the Democratic Party? Uh niggas like to get their dick sucked. Apparently. So, <laughs> sorry, Mike. Bill, Bill, my my friend Bill Mike. is now shot. I'll shot Mike, <laughs> Mike. 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 That's, that's your man. That's your man. <laughs> I mean, Bill, Bill. But what I Billy. remember, what I remember from <laughs> Bill Clinton is that he he did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I mean, we were young. We were so young then. Like I, I'm just not. I'm just being relatable for what it's worth. I remember watching. The Clinton trial with my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I was that young to where the point I was eating candy corn. I don't know the fuck what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then but once, you caught bits and pieces. But the I thing, caught bits and pieces. But, but I when, I really, when I really started paying attention to politics was when, when you saw George W. Dress? Bush got, got a... What? When you saw her dress? No, when What'd George you, W. Bush <laughs> got in office. So, that was a nice one. You tried to sneak that bitch in there. <laughs> But then uh, the prison rate Sorry, Mike, you're a little older than us. I remember one. Prison rate skyrocketed after, you know, when Clinton was in office. That is true. That that three that strike policy. Yeah. The, yeah. It was. That's why I wouldn't rate him as the best. That shit. What that shit got out of hand. Hmm? What party did you go into? It was Democratic, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Whip. That's not <laughs> so. Let's just bring the shit back on. I'm bring on, bring on back to Trump then. Since, um, <laughs> how do you feel about the president using social media? Oh well, I mean, Obama did that. I never, I never said Obama. Listen, didn't. I feel like no president should use social media. Oh well, again, I'm like a libertarian. I, I don't let know. Let the guy do what he wants. It's a free country. I feel like you but, shouldn't have as a president. <laughs> I would. I feel if like I were advising the president, I'd be like, hey. Maybe don't tweet that next time. Mm. <laughs> but my thing is, if you're the president, you should have a lot more things to do than to send tweet about a basketball team or uh, use a, a Facebook and Instagram to shout out a local bill or something. Well, yeah. all right. So no, I support it. I support it 100%. Let, let, me, let me say Maybe this. Maybe not so. everything does, but the use of it, I support it for sure. That's good. So no. from, from Trump day one, building a wall... The Indian pipeline, preservation, all that bullshit. To where we are now, mm. what are your thoughts? 
Well, I mean, specifically what? I mean, I still support him. I supported him then. Support him now. Um, Are you? But you. But you. Some of the things. Do you agree? With I do world? not support every single thing right. he's done, which, right. no, which nobody of yeah. any party could say of any candidate. Yeah. I'm like. So I'm not gonna, you know, be putting that in that space. But. Um, so Blaze. So. Basically, you don't just follow him blindly. Like no, of course some not. Other, some of other course not. First, first of all, I told you I didn't even vote for him in the primary. You right, know, right, right. You should never go into anything. Um, now, no, no, no. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But you know, there there are some Trump uh, supporters that actually just follow yeah, him as as blindly. there are Democrats Democratic reporters do, that does the same thing that do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. no. You're absolutely right. Any, oh, anything he does is good. Everything he does well, is good. Like that with Obama. Absolutely. Obama could be every, absolutely. every single absolutely. candidate for every single party has had the same amount of people blindly following. It, it's a it's a marginal percentage of people mm-hmm. that that are not going to swing any election. It, it's it's a base. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Um, I I I still support him. I don't support everything he's done. I don't support everything he's tweeted. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like I said when we first started this conversation, I am actually extremely maybe the word is progressive when it comes to the social issues, like right? So I'm I, like a Repu- I, I, I absolutely identify as Republican, but but Repu- most diehard Republicans will would be uh, pro-life, uh, anti-drugs, or that's a bad word, anti-marijuana policy, mm-hmm. um, anti-gay marriage, the whole nine. I'm mm-hmm. for all of those things. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. for all of the, all of the social issues of, of today, mm-hmm. right? So I, I actually... To be honest, if I were to run for office, it would I would like to invent like a new Republican Party that is like a 2019 Republican Party, but that holds values of the Republican Party, but understands it's 2019 and things aren't the same that they were back then, right? Nah, like they're not. They're not I- exactly. And there yeah. are a lot of Republicans that feel the same way. Yeah, um, but they still endure as Republicans and get ridiculed by Democrats all the time. It- before, just that? because they identify as a Republican. Well, actually, what I was going to say is is that I there's a lot of Democrats in the same position that in the same position that you are in, uh, the way you feel, the way you think. Um, no, no, I mean, I mean, like they, 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 they vote Democrat. But they feel a certain way about. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was gonna so, say I, I would disagree about well, about the social stance of them. Well, what I was gonna say. No Republican was, wants to fight a Democrat because they don't give a fuck who they vote for. Right, but see what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like what you were saying. Like there should be a new kind of party. Yeah, for sure. Whether it would be sure. Republican, Democrat, it, it, it there should be a new type of party. Yep. Just to throw on the table. Yep. You know, so that way the millennials, which is all of us, yep. can get into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and but like, we have a two party system and it's never gonna change. Yeah. And it's that's the part that sucks. So education needs to be instilled yeah. amongst the millennials. And they need to be okay with someone that they interact with, that they interface with, mm-hmm. not agreeing with their politics. And not thinking it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah, because it's not. It's not. It's not. It's 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 bigger. Everyone than that. I know is a Democrat. Do you think I get pissed every time I talk to someone that I meet? But 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 why should you? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You know, but we, everyone I meet, if someone, because I never tell anybody my politics, but 
say Drew and I, because this has happened before, he says, this kid's a Republican, and everybody in the room fucking turns their head, like, who is this kid who yeah. fucking supports Trump? It, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. holy shit, you don't even know my story. Will you right. chill out? Yeah. I don't get yeah. pissed at you they because of who you voted for. They yeah, they automatically judge. take it negatively. you know how many people I, I, like, beat up because they voted for Obama? <laughs> Literally zero. Oh, okay. You think I give a fuck? <laughs> where's this conversation easy, going? Guys, easy, like, where's easy, this conversation easy. going? I knew, I, when he said, when, when the punch it's was healthy. there. It's healthy. It's healthy. I knew what he was going at. Like, Literally like, zero. Yeah. I don't going? give a fuck. Beca- because you don't have to. Because you, you shouldn't have to, honestly. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be yeah. a negative or positive when it comes to... Uh, Politics, I because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. I think that when it comes to the difference where people get fucked up behind it, is when you have the ultimate of the lower class who gets taxed the fuck out of themselves. Yeah, and they can't afford to rob Peter to pay Paul. That's a whole other episode we could talk. And about you're one hundred percent right. Yeah, but I think that's the only dynamic on the Democratic side where shit gets fucked up, and that's more so the. Poorer society of the African American is the best way to say it. And in my opinion, really that though, do I really believe what? Do I that. really believe that? Um, and you know so, how many black entrepreneurs I know? There's a that bunch. are filthy fucking rich, much better off than I. Am. But do you do you know how many of those entre- entrepreneurs whose cousins, uncles, or mamas are? Way poorer than them, and those folks are just trying to not be a product of their fucking environment. I mean, no, I didn't take a survey. Well, but like, no yeah, one, but but no one. Very does. political fucking answer, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, if you're gonna give me an answer that cannot, literally cannot be responded to, well, yeah, but I'm just gonna just give you another dynamic. But the, it's a, it's an arbitrary question. It, it, the same could be said. You could replace X with Y. Yeah. In any circumstance, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, any other questions for Mike right now? <laughs> Here's a random question. Very random question. Kind of lighten the mood a little bit. It's 2019. Why are we still using paper ballots? Hacking. Can't hack paper. Yeah, it's true. Not everybody oh, uses paper ballots. I know, I know. But, I'm but yeah, I think it's... They're trying to test it out. It's, but, it's but you know what? Type in your social. Type in your green card. Did it, social, uh, And... And yeah. and do it that way. What happened in Florida again? Was it was it it wasn't well, paper ballots, with right? Bush? Yeah, it wasn't paper ballots, it right? Paper ballot, it was yeah. paper ballots. Yeah. So either way, it it's the joke is they found it, it in closets. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't even filling in the circles. It was punching the circle out, uh-huh. and, the, and the circle was in between two names or something, right? If the if the ch- they call it a chad. Uh-huh. Chad is the little piece of paper that hangs after you punch a hole in it. Uh huh. If that wasn't fully uh, displaced from the paper and it was still there uh-huh. it s- didn't necessarily get counted in every case as being gone and then that's from, what the, the hanging chad is and then from from Trump is because they held the lines too long right especially like down like in the oh, black no, counties just, he just won <laughs> I'm just fucking you ran into that <laughs> you did he walked right into that <laughs> you did you know, I you know what I saw. <laughs> you know what I saw in that moment. 
I saw my red, mom. white, and blue. I saw my mom. <laughs> I saw my mom walking across that room like, cause I was up, and she was like, Drew, don't tell me Trump won. Pancakes. And I was like, Yeah, Trump won. Go make me some pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I got your perfume. Hey, oh uh, uh, fuck. Let's go ahead and close this out. All right. It's about three three thirty three in the morning. Yeah, we could do seven. My shows. wife is we can literally seven cutting me out of her sleep yeah, right now. Definitely. All right, so this is the the conclusion of episode eleven, the Julian Edelman. This may go into le- uh, episode twelve as well. Tom Brady. Some of it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> episode twelve. Mike, I, I have to say, man, it's you it's, know what? It's yeah. really been you know a what? pleasure. Yeah, I like that. What episode twelve? Tom Brady. Actually, we... Um, I like that. We yeah. was discussing yeah. that. 11 is Edelman, that 12 was, is Tom Brady. We, we was discussing that, and we was just saying, fuck no. As much as I hate Tom Brady, <laughs> as much as I hate Tom Brady, he's a mother... He's a GOAT. The GOAT! He Not a GOAT, the GOAT. I hate him to death. But you got to give it to where it go. Who else wore, wore number 12? Wasn't it like Johnny United or some just shit like that? Did. Literally no one. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> nah, he just tried to sway you his way. <laughs> Close out. Isn't it fucking? Doesn't uh Andrew Luck wear number twelve or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, he he does. I think so. Yeah. Hey, he could be he could be the Andrew Luck. Andrew Anyways. Luck over Tom Brady, man. You can't yeah. say that with yeah. a straight face. Close you out. You and your deflated footballs. Close Mike, out, Drew. Like the fucking <laughs> yes. Standard answer. Everyone deflates the footballs. <laughs> oh, Literally, shit. that's what every quarterback does. This has been episode eleven of Diamonds Haircuts. It is well known. We would love to thank Mike for coming out. Six it's rings. Been an absolute Pat pleasure. Man. Please <laughs> stop with your Patriots privilege. Please. He said a prayer on the sideline of the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. Six rings. And and came down <laughs> by so much. That should go to. And you know that game. That game. That Atlanta Falcons Super hey, Bowl. I bet on Tom Brady. On you that know game. the only two teams that have six rings. <laughs> it's a serious question. The Say Steelers. it, Drew. Say it. Ooh. Say it, Drew. The Steelers and the Pats. I'll give you the answer. Do you know what the only difference between those two teams are? The Steelers is their entire lifetime. <laughs> the Pats is just since Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh All shit. Time. Next episode is the Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> he, was a, he was a Brady fan. Since you want to talk shit, ball headed, ball headed Terry Bradshaw, Marcus, if you're listening, the ball headed brothers. He's a he's an inaugural white man on your show. Anyways, um, no, we we really want to thank Mike for coming out here. It's been an honor and a pleasure having you here. Yes, sir. Being able to talk about any and everything as far as businesses, your own personal things. Without choking each other out. (sighs) And talking about fucking politics because it was the elephant in the room. Um, we you're more than welcome to be back on the show whenever you want to come down. Oh, Absolutely. Um, yeah. He loves the sauceless ribs. Sauceless ribs are great. Let's go. And then from there, uh, Mike, where can people follow you on your social media? Oh, uh, we're not big on social media, but our website is Cap Biz Collective, which is short for Capital Business Collective. It's the name of our company. Mm-hmm. CapBizCollective.com. Okay. Uh, DNH Podcast is the Twitter. DNH Podcast is YouTube. Mm-hmm. Diapers and Haircuts with a Z. Diapers and Haircuts 2019 is IG, Instagram. Follow us, like us, share us, subscribe us. Also, just share us to your friends. If you really dig this, if you've been listening since, excuse me, since episode one, you should be sharing us with all of your friends. Oh, 
on a retrospect, I got a top five on rappers from somebody. Uh-oh. Just want to point that out. Let me pull this shit up. Top five last episode on rappers? Mm-hmm. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Wale, Kendrick, Nipsey, Kanye, and Nas. All right, for that, we going... Okay. Who said that dumb shit? Nipsey, I... Not even that, Wale on top. Wale. I love Wale to death, but... Well, remember, for ours, it wasn't in no, in no actual order. Dude, so. look, we need but to But Wale in the top five? Hey, man, that was their top five. Who I'm just putting it? it out there. First of all, Wale's from D.C. I feel like you should show him a little bit more respect. I, I like talking about that on air. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I love that Wale. Got feelings live, though. Call that. me well with my name Wale. Yeah. That's him. That's him. Mike, stop it. <laughs> you might get hit. All right, y'all. Hey, look, we love y'all, man. Hope y'all love us, and uh, we out. Hey, peace, love, and crop circles. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh,